You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hey, that's me. I gotta get that thing updated. I do. Vinny Vineyard from uh, Wrestling with Ghosts, The Hike, new movie WJHC. He's the one that did all that for me. Thank you, Vinny. I gotta let the funk die down before I get into anything, but I gotta get that updated. All new, all new. Uh, what do you call those? Not PSAs, but just uh, vocal spots, whatever. Hey everybody, hi, happy Monday, this is Brandon, and I'm uh, sitting here in the home office, the cat just emerged from the other room, so she will hear my voice, and for some reason that triggers her, and she'll uh, start meowing at any moment, I imagine, that's just kind of what she does, so uh, you get to look forward to that, I don't have a ton of stuff to talk about, Uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about today is the Sum C is coming, some C stands for Super Ultra Megacon. And it is already proving to be... Oh, I left my ringer on, and uh, I'm getting text messages. That's a unprofessional mistake. All right. That's actually my publisher. We're going to talk about my books a little bit later as well. Um, You know, uh, I got a lot on my plate. Like I said, I'm wearing a lot of hats. I don't know how many hats somebody can own, let alone wear. I did laundry yesterday and I have 147 t-shirts. Nobody needs that many t-shirts, people. I, I, I get these shirts from everywhere. I get them from, you know, shoots and different locations that I'm filming at or if I'm at someplace cool, I'm wearing a Whiskey A Go-Go shirt right now because we got the film there and I love the whiskey and I get to go back there in less than a month and I'm excited and yeah, that's, but I have like 147, this doesn't include work shirts, button up shirts, dress shirts, uh, things like that. No, there's at least another 50 of those, but why, why I, and the thing is, is like, I don't, how, how do you get sentimentally attached to a t-shirt? It makes no sense. Why, why am I just like, oh, I can't get rid of that. Ah, it's just dumb. And then I'm online, like literally last night on Amazon because I'm a freaking shopaholic. I'm literally addicted to shopping. I'm online looking at t-shirts. <laughs> I need to throw away like a hundred t-shirts. And here's the stupid thing. Like literally every other month, just about sometimes every three months, I, I take a giant bag of clothes and other stuff and I give it to the Goodwill every single, like three or four months, I'll just say. And I still, still have 147 t-shirts, just t-shirts. I know like, Six of them are like workout shirts, you know, things I cut the sleeves off of, whatever, and I'll keep those just because, you know, who cares if you get those all dirty and stinky? It doesn't matter. 147 t-shirts. I, I want to buy three more shirts just so I can make it an even 150. That's just the way my brain works, especially when I have as much coffee as I do in me at the moment. 
man, it was nice to do laundry though. I'm not do laundry. I hate doing laundry, but it was nice to get it done with. Uh, I, I had like, here's the thing. When you're on the road, you just, you take what you can take and you, and you sh- I have, you know, plenty of room and a big storage thing. I shove it under the bed and in the van and you take what you can take. And if it gets dirty, you go to the laundry mat, you wash it and you, you have what you have. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, but when you get home, not only is all that stuff dirty, but you still have the dirty laundry at your house. And here's a big secret. Yeah, I'm a big time freaking uh, you know TV guy, right? I'm a big time producer, and I I've, I've been a pro wrestler, and I do all these different things, and a musician, and blah 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 blah. I live in a two bedroom apartment by choice. With no washer and dryer hookups inside the apartment. Nope. I, like many of you, go to the laundromat and I hate it. So $40 later and 143 t-shirts later and 20 pairs of jeans later. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that I've been up and down and weight a lot with the jeans. Like I have size 38 waist jeans that I can no longer fit into. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. And for, you know, for a couple weeks there, maybe a couple months, all my jeans were just falling off of me. Like literally, it didn't matter if I had a belt on. I looked like those idiots with like, you know, their pants hanging down around their knees and their underwear showing. I was almost that guy. And, and by the way, stop, stop doing that. That's so, so stupid. It's the dumbest thing in the world, man. It's, it makes you look really stupid. Stop it. Stop doing that, please. Um, but I don't want to go negative. I'm, I'm trying to have a nice positive conversation today. But yeah, all my pants are falling off. So I bought like five more of these ethanol jeans that you find on uh, Amazon. Ethanol. Look them up. E-T-H-A-N-O-L. Ethanol jeans. They're stretchy. It's almost like wearing freaking yoga pants. I'm not lying. Like Guys can get away with the feeling of wearing yoga pants because of these jeans are all stretchy and stuff. If you like, you know, normal denim, if you just put it on, you can't stretch it for more than an inch. These you can stretch like five inches. It's crazy. They're so comfortable. Um, the zipper doesn't work on one of my pairs, but and uh, I almost got to show everybody Mr. Floppy. Mr. Floppy almost made an appearance right there in public. I had to keep zipping it up and zipping it up, and it was driving me crazy. Yeah, it was driving me crazy to the point where I, I started feeling for it all the time. And then it looks like you're just scratching your junk. You don't want to be that guy. So just, you know, I don't know if I can get a new zipper on here. I don't know if that's a, is there a zipper repair place. It seems like a difficult task. Anyways, um, the hell was I talking about, man? I, I really have nothing. I, I just want to talk about the Super Ultra Megacon a little bit later. I do have a mail that I've been acquiring. I got eight questions from you people, from you people. And uh, what you mean, you people? Yeah, you people, the ones listening. That's what I mean, stupid. Don't get all, don't look for drama. Too many people looking for drama these days. Like, seriously, everyone's a victim. Everyone's just looking for drama. Don't. Just stop, people. Stop. I, I've been guilty of it. I'm not saying just you. I'm saying all of us. We're, we seem to crave it. Like, oh, I need some drama in my life. I need some, some conflict. Just stop. Just stop it. I, I'm, I'm still learning. At 48 years old, I'm still learning how to calm the F down. 
everyone has their soapbox. Everyone needs likes and subscriptions. And I'm no different. I need likes and subscriptions. So like, subscribe, and share this podcast. I don't know how. I don't know how you're listening to it. We're everywhere. Uh, go to YouTube. Type in Asai TV, A-S-Y TV. And check out the Asai TV Life show that I've been sticking on there. It's also on Asai TV, the network itself, but it's also free on YouTube. It's kind of, Our YouTube page is kind of the doorstep to the actual Asai TV network, which is 5 bucks a month on Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV, and AsaiTV.com, A-S-Y-TV.com, only $5 a month. That's 17 cents a day less than that cup of coffee that you had at Starbucks this morning. Yeah, that was like, what, five, six bucks? And that's just one, one cup of coffee. Man, think about it. You can get Asai TV all month long and then every month. There's a discount if you get it for a year. Just get the damn network already. If you're listening to this, then obviously you're invested in your friend Brandon. And Brandon is heavily, balls deep invested into Asai TV. <sighs> Anyways, the reason my pants are falling off. Um, <laughs> I started, here's the thing, man. I've tried everything. I mean, you're, it's, it's well documented and well stated that I've always had a weight problem. I've always had health issues. Uh, nothing severe. I'm definitely not morbidly obese by any means, but I've always been 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50, 60 pounds overweight. And that's, I guess that is morbidly obese, isn't it? <sighs> it's annoying. It really is. I mean, this hypertension, blood pressure, you know, that pre-diabetic state that I guess everyone's pre-diabetic that doesn't have diabetes, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I've been trying so hard to find something that works that I can stick to, that's sustainable, that's not pure effing torture. And, and I went back to something that I did back in 2013. Uh, here, here's the story. In 2012, I had a big breakup, and which is great motivation. Like, like my, 2012 was like the last time I had a relationship, like an actual live-in, I love you, oh, I love you. I, <laughs> let's share our kids and all our stuff. Um, that was the last time I had one of those, 2012. It's almost been a decade, which is great. Trust me, I'm not looking for sympathy on that. I'm looking for a high five on that. But the, um, yeah, the, the motivation that I got from that breakup, man, I just, uh, and, and also at that time, I was so poor. There's been a few times in my life where I had zero De Niro, man. I mean, nothing and barely had a car and barely could get around. And, and at this point, I, I left everything behind. I went nomadic for like two years. And I just, you know, stayed in my friend's basements and paid them something every month or slept on a couch. Or I, I just, I wish I had the van back then. I would have stayed in the damn van. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't even know that it was a thing back then. I don't think it was. I think it was still creepy at that point. But I lost, uh, I, I just ate basically nothing but meat and a little bit of greens, and I just went for the zero-carb diet. I didn't even know I was doing it. I was doing it out of necessity uh, just because I couldn't afford anything to eat. Um, and I didn't let anybody know about this. I was Even the people I was staying with and living with, I was just like, dude, I'm, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's that pride I have, uh, which is stupid, by the way. If you need help, get help. You know, it's just... You can ask. If you got friends and family, ask them. They will help. 
Ask me. I'll come help you. Woody, I'll make you dinner. Um, but yeah, I was uh, just eating basically like these like grocery store roasted chickens that you can get in the bag, you know, <laughs> or, or in a little plastic case, whatever. They're like $6 and that would feed me for like three days. And then I would get some like uh, like a little pack of cheese for two bucks. And that's all I would eat. And I did that for like six, seven months. And I and I started off when I when I went to the breakup, I was at like two hundred and seventy something. I think I was two seventy eight. No, no, I was about two seventy. And not that that makes a difference, but I got down to one hundred and ninety six pounds. Couldn't believe it. I was running every day. I was still a pro wrestler. I was wrestling usually almost every weekend, sometimes twice a week. I was training. I had my own training school, so I was breaking a sweat doing that. And I was on stage singing for a band called Slugworth, which, you know, if we had a gig, it would be that weekend. I think we had weekend every other weekend or sometimes every weekend. That's three hours a night for both nights. That's six hours of standing and shaking my ass on stage under hot lights. Trust me, I was getting... I would kill to have all of this available to me at the moment. I don't really want to be a pro wrestler anymore in the ring, but I would love to do something that makes me break a sweat like that. And, uh, man, I just sweated it all out, man. I dropped it all out. I was eating nothing but meat, and I got down to 196 pounds soaking wet. It was crazy. I've never uh, never, in my adult life been that way. Right now... um, I was back up to 260 two weeks ago. And I know you've heard me say these things. Oh, I'm doing the, the all vegetable diet. I'm doing the, uh, the uh, blah, blah, blah diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a vegan. Yeah, you've heard me say all of this shit. And it works for a short amount of time. And then I pack it back on. What, I'm go- what I went back to is this carnivore diet is what they call it now. It's just a no-carb diet, uh, zero-carb diet. And uh, it's just carnivore sounds cooler, I guess. I don't know. But I, I just have for the last week and a day, eight days, I've eaten nothing but meat. I think I've had maybe five carbs in a week and a half. And that's all been from, uh, what was that from? I, like seasonings and stuff like that. I, I can't imagine what it was from. Um, what did I have the other day that had one carb in it? Oh, these collagen peptides thing. Uh, did I say it? peptides, peptides? Um, which is good for a carnivore diet. You're supposed to have that in you. Uh, but it was like less than one carb. And that's really all the that I know of. There's been no fruit, no vegetables, no anything. And I uh, no grains, no pasta, no rice. I know this sounds like hell, but for some reason, I think it's sustainable. Also, I'm doing the intermittent fasting thing that everyone's talking about. I don't eat until one o'clock and I don't eat after eight. So I got to get my two meals in, you know, just straight up big mouthful mounds of meat in my face. You may think this is crazy. I was one of you. And especially when I was doing the vegan thing, I could never even imagine it. Uh, but look it up. I've did. I've did. I've done lots of research. I don't just dive into anything. I know a lot of people do, and that's a big mistake. But this is the diet and the lifestyle change that's working for me, and it has in the past, and I really need to pick up the exercise. I have two gym memberships that are just sitting there. I don't do shit with them unless I'm on the road where I go to Planet Fitness to shower and all that. I've really got to up my gym game, and uh, or at least running around game. I love running. Uh, as you get older, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world, but it's... um. Man, 
I, I just have to. I got to break a sweat. That's the only thing that's missing. I'm down to 239. I haven't weighed myself today. All I've had is a cup of coffee so far today when I took my kid to school. I uh, 239. I haven't been to the 230 club in <laughs> years. I mean, I got. I was so happy to get down to the 240s on the last diet thing, and then I just stalled at like 243 or something like that, 244. And I could not, and then I slowly gained it all back and got up to the 260 again. But I just, I'm at 239. The weights, it, it's, I've, I've kind of hit a wall a little bit. I've been at this 239, 240 mark for like three days now, and it's kind of pissing me off because I'm still eating pristinely and perfectly. Um, I did have a, a massive, like, pinched nerve or something in my back that sucked. Uh, you couldn't even take a deep breath. So, like, for the last couple of days, I haven't been able to do much. Uh, just picking up the kid, dropping off the kid, all that kind of stuff. It's fine now. <sighs> yeah, actually, I don't feel it at all now. So, thank goodness. And whenever you get something like that, you're like, oh, crap, it's cancer. There's a tumor on my spine. Oh, my God, what's going on? It's, I blew a lung out or something. It's terrible. It wasn't any of that, I'm sure. It's just a little cramp, a little something. We all get them. And, uh, but, yeah, that's kind of kept me... Uh, uh, immobile for the last couple of days. I'm sorry, I'm getting text messages like crazy. Oh, it's Chantel. I love me some Chantel. Chantel is one of the most addictive people I've ever met in my life. And I don't mean that like in like, oh my God, she's beautiful, like that kind of addictive. I mean, she's next level, disgustingly beautiful, but um, just like personality wise, I should call her. I should. I'm going to give her a call. I don't know why she won't answer. I bet you. She just texted me, but she won't answer. She's probably at work. Like, what are you bothering me for? Guaranteed she won't answer. Nobody answers my calls anymore. Hi, this is Chantal. Ah. I'm sorry that I missed your call. Told you. Um, sorry at work. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, let's see here. Let's text her back. I know this is riveting radio, isn't it? I'm doing my podcast right now, comma. I was going to gorilla style you. Did that sound dirty? I was going to gorilla style you? She'd probably like that. Anyways, um, love me some Chantel. But I um uh, what the hell was I talking about? Yeah, I've I'm down to 239. My goal, my goal in life at this point is to be at 220 again. And then from there on out, um let's see where it goes. I'm hoping it doesn't go back up. I, I I can't stick to the carnivore diet for the rest of my life. I will go into more of a keto type thing after that. Uh, which is basically Adkins before that, which is basically just low-carb diet. Uh, I don't know why I keep calling it all the trendy names, but I guess whatever relates uh, to the public is what I'll say. I um, Yeah, I, I do got to pick up the exercise portion, and I do have to eventually, when I get down to 220, switch to keto, which lets me have like 50 carbs a day, which is, that's all I need. I don't need that much, man. I do... Miss potato. Here's the thing. The hardest thing usually when I'm on these stupid fad diets, and I'm not saying this is a stupid fad diet. This is one that has worked and it's currently working. The hardest thing is just the cravings, of course. Uh, like I said, I don't eat after eight o'clock, and then it's 
10 o'clock at night and I'm up working and I'm just like, I want a potato. I don't care how you make the potato. You can mash it, French fry it. I, I just want scallop it. I, I want potatoes. And then you can't have potatoes. You just say, no, it's a willpower thing, man. Everyone who fails at these at things like this, it's, it's always willpower. So you only have yourself to blame. I only have myself to blame for success or failure. And that's the same with a TV. That's the same with uh, these books that I'm getting ready to release. Uh, my publisher actually just texted me as well. The phone never stops, people. Um, I got two books coming out. Uh, as many of you may know on Amazon right now, you could buy Billy Fred Whopper Goggles, which is... Uh, the son, my the book my son and I wrote together oh, a couple of years ago. At this point, man, it's been it's, the years are passing. It's crazy, and um, so Billy Fred Whopper goggles available now on Amazon. Uh, check it out. It's a fun book. If you got a kid between like six and fifteen, if you got a kid that can read, uh, they'll dig it. There's a lot of relatable stories in there, and, and we talk to kids the way the kids want to be talked to. We don't just put a bunch of like, this is my adult version of how a kid should think. No, it's my kid wrote half this thing. So, but we have that book. And now we have another book that's coming out in the next couple months called chicken, chicken snake and chupacabra cow. Yeah. We come up with weird titles and I think, uh, I like them. Uh, chicken snake, chicken snake, chupacabra cow is all about like, it's like, it's a detective whodunit story on a farm. Uh, the barn burns down. I don't want to give away too much, but the barn burns down. That's the center of the farm. It's a big community out there. Chicken snake, who's half chicken, half snake, and chupacabra cow, who read read the damn book. They go around to all the different animals, and they just go on this big adventure. And it's another uh, another book that my son and I wrote. So my son's got two published titles under his belt at 14 years old, and uh, that's pretty cool. And then I have the uh, Go There, Eat That book, Roadside story, uh, Road Stories and Recommendations. And it's uh, just that. It's my top 50 places that we got to film at for whatever reason. And it was, uh, you know, for the show, TV show Go There, Eat That, which I've been hosting since 2015 at this point. So, yeah, we've been around. We've done over 100 restaurants, and it's been a total blast. Uh, just the people that we got to meet, the stories we got to tell through our camera lenses and I can't wait to get another season under my belt. COVID really screwed up the last time. Uh, but, you know, that's really not an excuse anymore. I just My excuse right now is finding a camera person that can go out on the road with me for a week and, you know, someone who's really good That because uh, we're going to elevate this show. It used to be kind of a drive-in diners, dives type of show. We're already transitioning into more of a uh, Anthony Bourdain type show about culture and things like that, so. I'm excited to get back on the road for that show, and um, it doesn't really match up with my carnivore diet whatsoever, so uh, it may be a little while. Uh, hopefully, by the end of this year, we will have at least you know five or six more episodes, and um, that's another willpower thing. I don't have to sit there. Some of these restaurants and, and places, they just bring out you know seven to 20 dishes, and you're like, oh, my God. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a, a lot less of that. I don't really want them to bring out the whole damn menu. Just give me something that I can feature a couple things, take a couple bites of each, give the rest of the camera people and, you know, get my story. And that's really what this is about is the culture of each city to the backdrop of food. Go there, eat that. And you can read the book. Go there, eat that. 
road stories and recommendations uh, by your friend Brandon pretty soon. I'll, you'll definitely know when it comes out. And um, going back to the Asai TV Life show on uh, Van Life, I'm, I'm sorry, on YouTube, it, it has a lot to do with Van Life. It's, um, I'm basically just showing you my world. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, which our last episode had 982 people. Is that the right one? Yeah, 982 people on the last week's episode, which is down quite a bit, a couple hundred. Uh, and that's just downloads. Oh, that's just downloads on one format, though. I don't... That's like how many people clicked on the link that I gave them. It's also on iTunes, Apple TV, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, all, everywhere that popular podcasts are at, my podcast is there. So yeah, that's nine. Okay, so maybe, I how do I see the total? I don't even know. I really don't know. Anyway, it's a lot of people listen to this podcast. I don't know why. Uh, it's out there. Uh, all of you, I'd, I would like it if you went to YouTube, subscribe to the ASY TV. Uh, you'll see our logo there, Asai TV YouTube page. Subscribe to that crap and uh, watch the Asai TV life. Nobody watches it on YouTube. I don't know why. We got like 30, 40 views for, per video, if that. And that's really weird to me because we have like 4,000 subscribers and it's monetized. I got my first check today from YouTube, which is crazy. I don't want to tell you how much it was. It was, it was a good surprise. I, it's just, um, it's a show about, you know, running a television network and living in a van sometimes when I'm on the road and, you know, life and love and all the little stuff, personal stuff. And I, and I think you'll really like it. So give it a shot. Uh, the Asai TV Life on YouTube, on the Asai TV YouTube page. Subscribe, like, all that crap. Hit the notification bell. <gasps> I got to sneeze. Holy crap. Oh, don't lose it. Don't lose it. Oh, come on. No. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's so worth it, too. Oh, you know that when you sneeze, it triggers some of the same, what are they, endorphins or something like that, uh, that you trigger when you ejaculate or when you have an orgasm. You didn't know that, did you? I could be making that up. I really have no idea. But that was a damn good, satisfying sneeze right there. Oh, man. I didn't cover my mouth or anything. I'm alone. I don't care. Cat's not even next to me, surprisingly. She's not meowing her head off. I just sneezed, like, literally right off to the side of the microphone. I... Don't care. <laughs> I know in these COVID times, everyone's listening. Through the radio, you're probably ducked, right? You're probably, oh, God, he's going to. It's okay, people. We're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. Most of us are going to be okay. Get vaccinated, and you got a better chance of being okay, okay? Okay? I know. I don't want to go there. It's too hard. It's too hard. You can't convince people of anything anymore. Everyone's right. Everyone's on their social media soapbox. I'm right because I saw it in a meme on Instagram. Eh. I'm right because someone said Donald Trump said it was right. So, yeah. No, you, you're stupid. You're really stupid. You just don't know you're stupid. That sucks that you don't know you're stupid. Back in the day, we could just say, hey, you're stupid and you're wrong. And then everyone would be like, oh, well, well I don't agree with that, but okay. Now, if you say, hey, you're stupid and you're wrong. Now, you're stupid and you're wrong. You're brainwashed. You're brilliant. I'm brainwashed because I look at scientific facts. 
that's brainwashing nowadays. Oh, the scientists are biting people. Oh, God, shut the freak up. Just shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Ah, ah, ah. Not going to go negative. Not going to go negative. I'm on my carnivore diet, and it's going good. I got my Asai TV Life show, which is right now airing all the stuff from the last Stephen Piercy trip. How cool is that? Um, I got a gun. It's right here in my hand. And it's uh, there's no bullets, obviously. I'll probably never put bullets in this thing again, uh, unless I necessarily necessity unless I unless I have to, um, unless it's necessary. I um, told you all about my airport folly, where I brought this gun to uh, the airport, loaded with hollow point bullets. Uh, that's how I roll, and I, uh, yeah, dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. My kid was there. I got arrested trying to get through the security TSA with a freaking gun in my bag, which I had no idea was in there. Uh, I literally put the gun in my backpack, put it in the back of the closet, hadn't seen it in years. Uh, My ex-wife left this gun in my old house, and it's just been sitting there. And I got new bullets for it because I'm figuring, ah, you know, home security, whatever. Better to be safe than sorry. And I, you know, put some bullets in it, and I just didn't want it laying around. Uh, you know, I got kids, and I got tendencies. I'm kidding. I um, put it in a backpack, and there it was. And there it sat for years and years and years and years. I put it in a little secret side pro- pocket that is actually made for, I think, guns and stuff. When I was going to see my mom, I, and I've told this story a million times. When I was going to see my mom, I just grabbed that backpack because I didn't need the normal backpack that carries all my cameras and stuff in it. I didn't need that. So I just grabbed the normal backpack, stuffed some clothes in there, felt it up for knives and stuff. Cause sometimes, you know, we grab going camping. We may have put a knife in there or something. Didn't feel any knives. Nope. Didn't feel nothing. <sighs> Whole machine locks up at TSA. They pull me aside, say you brought a loaded weapon to the airport uh, they should have said, are you stupid? And I would have said, yes, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> put me in handcuffs, led me through the airport with my, you know, right in front of my kid. Put me in a little holding cell for about an hour. Thankfully, I get to the airports like way early. And I, um, yeah, sat in a holding cell with my kid out there with the cops. And uh, the only thing really bad about it was, I just wanted to see my kid and make sure he wasn't like crying or anything, which he wasn't. He, he doesn't show emotion at all. I uh, just look out and go, sit back down. So I'm looking at my kid. What the hell do you expect? He's fine. Well, I'm making sure he's fine. And then I went and sat back down. That, that pissed me off. I'm sorry. That pissed me off. Everyone else was so cool. This big dude, I don't know, freaking never know his name, but this big ugly dude was just an asshole. Like, yes. Oh, I'm sorry I made you do your job for, you know, however long we have to be here, you prick. Uh, so, yeah, screw that guy. But anyways, uh, you know, they let me out. We made the flight. I didn't tell anybody, except for him, of course, of uh, anything. To include my mom, who I tell everything. I talk to my mom sometimes two, three times a day. And I uh, didn't tell anybody because I just was embarrassed and I didn't want my mom to worry. But once I got through the court and I, uh, I had a deferred sentence because they knew it was an accident. Nobody's that, nobody's that stupid. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, yes, I was that stupid, but nobody's intentionally that stupid. 
So I got a deferred sentence for like four months. Uh, I had to do community service for 24 hours, which I actually enjoyed. I did it at the Habitat for Humanity Restore here in town and uh, met some great people. I worked my ass off. It was a lot of fun. Actually, that is what I should do for exercise. I did that for four hours how, till you know, what, like six days or whatever, how long it took to work off those 24 hours. Four hours a day, and I, uh, I was dropping weight and burning calories and breaking a sweat. It was a lot of fun, too. So I should really volunteer to do that again, and that could be my morning exercise. But I um, got through that. I had to take a gun safety class, which they tell you, never do this. I still have a lot of bullets right here, actually. Anyway, I um, <laughs> got all that knocked out. I had to pay a bunch of money and just here, there, and everything else. And now I'm good. I'm pretty happy about this, actually. I'm, I'm not happy that it happened, but I'm happy that it's over. I'm free and clear. I'm legal. Uh, they gave me the gun back. I had to go to Denver, pick it up, and here it is. And that's the last time I'll do that. I just keep it in front of me as a reminder um, how stupid I can be and how to just, just pay attention. That's it. Just pay attention is all you have to do. And a lot of things like that will not happen. Just go out of your way to uh, check your luggage. Make sure there's nothing there because... This was a hassle, a very expensive, costly, annoying hassle. And I hated every second of it, but I'm so happy it's over. Oh, so, um, Asai TV is heading, heading back out on the road. It's uh, January 20-whatever, 24th, 25th, something like that. Yeah, it's the 24th. In uh, two weeks, I'll be back on the road. I got to redo the... Uh, uh, Las Vegas to California trip with Stephen Piercy. We're going to film another episode of his uh, new show that's all about just him and Christy and living that rock star, li- rock star life. I, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's, I kind of just made the, I'm going to go to Phoenix again. I have to they, meet them in Las Vegas, and then we'll go down to Los Angeles together. It, it's kind of the same thing. Just We're going to be filming at the Whiskey instead of some... Uh, you know, private party in a parking lot, which is what we did last time in Santee, California. And I'm uh, excited. I love the whiskey. This is going to be a hell of a show. Uh, we're actually filming two different things uh, with Steven. And it's uh, it's all coming out real soon on SI TV. So be ready for that. Please be ready for that. I think you're really going to enjoy what we're, what we're offering you. And it's, uh, man, it's such a cool thing, man. Like from their house to the gig. And everything in between, uh, if you love the Nothing to Lose documentary, which is on a side TV as well, you're going to absolutely love this. And I'm excited to bring it to you. I'm excited to tell their story. It's an honor to be a part of that crew. And yeah, man, it's just uh, another chapter in an endless, endless uh, novel that is a side TV and is my personal life. So I'd rather be doing this than anything else I can really think of except for just somebody handing me millions of dollars a month and saying, go do whatever you want to do, which in turn, I'd probably still be doing this just at a much higher level. So if you got millions of dollars and you want to be a part of a side TV, bring it. <laughs> Cause right now, everything, everything comes out of your buddy Brandon's pocket and it's uh, scary to say the very least. Also, I'll be heading out to New York city in April Heading back to uh, Vegas again for Piercy. He's got a gig there this time, so there's a little less travel, which is cool. Um, There's stuff all over Florida, Gatlinburg. There's literally New York Ham will be filming out there. Uh, Damn, man, I just, uh, what did I just cross out? 
oh, Florida. We got shows in every corner of the country, and it's wonderful. I love that. And uh, with this van, I don't have to spend you know, $2,500 to $3,000 a month on hotels and, and flights and rent-a-cars and parking the car at the airport and all these things that I always talk about uh, that just adds up. Every trip is like hundreds of dollars a day. It sucks. So, And I like driving. I like the adventures. I can film things in between cities. I don't have to fly over them. I I love it. I love this van life stuff. And uh, again, go to the YouTube page, Asai TV YouTube page. Watch the Asai TV life. If you like van life stuff, plenty on there. If you're interested, if you've ever thought about it, plenty on there to watch. And then go out and find other van life videos. There's tons of them out there. I like to watch uh, Van City Van Life with Chrome and Cruzy Dog, uh, Kara and Nate. I watch all of these shows. And it's uh, <clears throat> always fun to be on the road and just take your little apartment with you. It's on your apartment on wheels. You, I got to make it a studio on wheels. I really got to figure out how to edit on the road because that would be a game changer for me. I could have these damn shows done by the time I get home. That is something I need, need, need to figure out. And actually with that YouTube payment today, I should go out and buy a top-of-the-line laptop and just uh, make that happen. I really should, but I'm really scared to spend a dollar because... There's so many things coming up, all these trips, all of these adventures, all these shows. Like I said, we're filming New Stephen Piercy, New York Ham, Too Sweet, uh, the former host of The Drink and my ex-girlfriend, um, Aeon Cruz. Uh, she wants to do a new show about different cities and stuff. On the roadside, The Drink, Bad People, Bad Places, Bad Things, Ivelisse, uh, the show with Chelsea Green, hopefully in May now. Um there's so much going on and so many adventures. And like I said, this van, I've already gotten two oil changes and I bought this thing in November. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I get an oil change every 4,000 miles and it's just, uh, I've already put 10,000 miles on this van. That's insanity. Um, also, uh, we're getting ready to film a, a movie in July. We're going to film it in Tennessee around Gatlinburg. With my buddies, uh, I talked about Vinny earlier, but Vinny and Luke from Wrestling with Ghosts, The Hike, WGHC, all these cool movies and TV shows that they do. Uh, they're going to star. My son's going to be in it. Uh, my good friend, Laura Diorsi's going to be in it. Uh, Leah from Sparkle Nation is going to be in it. Lots of cameos, lots of fun stuff. This is going to be this is gonna be a thing. The movie's called Evil Tacos. Uh, it's already copywritten, so don't even try it. I'm um, really excited. I'm not a movie maker, but I want to be. I'm a documentarian type guy. I can do docu-series and documentaries, but I really want to film an actual full-length feature movie. And will it be great? I don't know. It could be. It could be a cult classic. Who knows? But all I know is if I'm scrolling through Amazon and I see a movie called Evil Tacos, I'm clicking on the son of a bitch, okay? And the script, it's like Cheech and Chong meets freaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It, the script is it, still being written, by the way. I'm going to do another rewrite this week. It's just so much fun. It's so much fun. So get ready for that. Hopefully by next year, this thing will be put together out there on Amazon, out there, however we can get it out there. Definitely on a side TV. And just, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just filming, it's going to be a lot of fun because I love everybody involved with it. So I cannot wait to get Evil Tacos inside the camera, inside the computer, and out there for the world. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And speaking of the world, man, I was thinking yesterday, I, uh, I've not been out of this country in decades, like not since I went to Korea in the army. And that really makes no sense for someone who travels so much 
So depending on the success of the Super Ultra Megacon, which I'm really putting a lot of eggs into that basket, I uh, I think I'm going to take a like a European trip. Maybe just me and one other person that can hold a camera, do some go there, eat that over there, do some uh, just some fun stuff, some international Asai TV stuff. I'm not going to take the trip without you know the cameras. That's ridiculous. Why would I? Uh, that's an opportunity to bring some awesome content. So I definitely need to do that. Plus the SI TV life will film the whole time. I, I need to get out of this country, man. I not, nothing against, you know, the United States of America, but I just need to experience different cultures and just get the F out. I mean, you can go to every city in the country and it's basically the same thing with a cool little thing here and there that just makes it, it's makes it what it is. Like, you can go to New Orleans and like, oh, wow, the French Quarter is amazing, but the rest of the city is a, a toilet bowl, and it's just the same monochromatic stuff that's in every other city. Oh, there's a different skyline. Okay, cool. And then you go to, you know, Montpelier, and then you're just like, um, okay, it's the same. Oh, there's a Jamba Juice and a McDonald's, and uh, there's a Walmart and Target, and there's a AutoZone and O'Reilly's, and... It's the same, like I said, monochromatic bullshit in every single city that you go to with a couple little things here and there or a different view, like here in Colorado Springs. You know, I've been here for so long now. I've seen the cracks in the pavement and I've been in the cracks in the pavement and it's not as great as people think it is, but you know, you've got these beautiful Pikes Peak Mountains hovering over us. And that's what keeps, you know, that's what sets us apart. Simple as that. And you go to St. Louis, you got your arc and your city skyline and you know, maybe different restaurants and different little uh, places that are legendary pertaining to those cities. But other than that, every city's the same. So I really want to get out of the country and experience Paris and Berlin and you know, London. I've always wanted to go to London. I want to go to Cambridge, England. I want to go back to Korea and see how it's changed in the last 20 years. I just, uh, I need to get out. I don't, I, and hopefully the Super Ultra Megacon will uh, afford us to do an overseas budget and uh, yeah, I'm on my way, man. So everybody attached to a side TV, if you are listening, get ready and uh, make your plans because uh, help me make this super ultra mega con something <laughs> incredible, which is, uh, you know, the main topic. And I'm going to talk about that right now. Super ultra mega con is my version of a comic con. I've always wanted to do one. I've always wanted to put one together. I've done thousands of small events, wrestling events, expo events, food events, you name it. I've done so much. Uh, fundraisers, things like that. I've just been, it's just in my DNA to put things like this together. I enjoy it. I enjoy the the chaotic stress of it. But this is going to be the biggest one. This is all of those events built into one. Yes, there'll be wrestling and live music and a stage and comedy and, and contest and cosplay. And, you know, there's there's going to be artists and authors and, and toys and celebrities and it's craziness. I got room for 250 vendors. I've got, you know, 14 live acts to book. I got a 12 celebrities, which I've got about five locked in. And it's mostly a side TV people, uh, you know, Stephen Piercy, of course, and, you know, all the wrestlers and everybody I work with. I, uh, it's June 18th and 19th here in Colorado Springs at the Colorado Springs Event Center. We're keeping it cheap for vendors. We're keeping it inexpensive for families to come. I, I'm excited. I'm like crazy excited to get this thing built. I'm excited for the days that we're going to be running it, June 18th and 19th, and I'm excited to get it over with and see how we did. Um, 
I have to make money on this thing. This is, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm putting a lot of eggs in this basket and I'm hoping not to break a single one. I'm hoping they all hatch into beautiful little chickens and then we'll eat the chickens. I, um, <laughs> it's just how business works, right? You hatch eggs and you eat them. Uh, I, I, it's just something I've always wanted to do. I'm 48. I got 30 years left to live. If I'm lucky, maybe a few less, maybe a few more. But if I'm lucky, I got around 38 years to live and 20 of those are going to be good. So 22 of them are going to be good. 70 is like that cutoff mark. Like once you're 70, you're old, chill out, you know, still do stuff, you know, get busy living, not dying. But it's, you know, the ends and the ends in sight now. But when you're 70, it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, and usually by then you're cool with it. You know, you're like, all right, cool. I've, I've done my time. Uh, that's why people, I want to live forever. Like, no, you wouldn't. It's just, ugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Super Ultra MegaCon, if you're in Colorado, I don't care where you live, bring your ass out, and uh, I think you're going to have a good time. You can go to asitv.com slash sumc, S-U-M-C. That's where you get tickets. That's where you get uh, all the information. And I'm like, I just can't tell you, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I don't know how it's going to look when I get there. I don't know what's, what it's going to be like, but I just can't wait to see it. There's so many pieces that need to be put together. And... Much like life in a whole, this event is just scattered pieces that are everywhere, and I need to get the pieces and bring them all together and make this picture. Will the picture be perfect? Will I be missing a few pieces? I imagine so. That's with everything. But I'm going to do my best to paint a beautiful picture, give people an event that they're going to love, and uh, wow, I'm doing this thing. I got six months to pull off a miracle. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Some C Super Ultra Mega Con brought to you by Asai TV, June 18th and 19th at the Colorado Springs Event Center right here in Colorado Springs. Get your tickets now, man. They're already on sale. And they're already moving, too, which is nuts. But I do need more vendors. That's, that's the thing that I'm uh, working my hardest on right now is getting the vendors to pay for this thing, obviously. Booking the celebrities, booking the live events. And making this thing an event. I ooh, can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. All right. Shall I do the thing? I haven't done this in a long time. The little sound bite for... Hang on. I'm going to do it. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. I stopped doing that because that guy, Steve, uh, I tried for like two years and during this podcast and previous podcast to just interview him to see how he's doing. I just want to interview. He's got a band. I play your music, dude. I'll put you out there. I'll, I'll, I'll find out what's going on with you now. I won't just ask blues clues questions. Of course I'll ask a couple, but it won't be about that. I just wanted to, uh, Steve, what's Burns is his name, whatever. I tried so hard. I reached out to every possible avenue to include his management, to include directly on like social media and stuff like that. No response made me feel like a complete hack. So, you know, kiss my ass. <laughs> I only needed 15 minutes of your busy, busy time. I know you're out there spending that blues clues money, you know, booking tours of front of people that'll, you know, 45 people. And I've been there. Trust me. I've, I've performed in front of 45 or less. Oh, man. Screw you, Steve. 
Anyways, I got a bunch of letters here. I've been saving them up for over the last couple of weeks because I have not uh, done mail segments. Doing a mail segment, that sounds like a, like something in the porn industry, doesn't it? Hey, Brandon, you want to come in here and do a mail segment? But like, with a dude? Not really. It's not really my thing, man. How much you paying, I mean, to do this mail segment? Anyways, I'm not getting paid at all for this mail segment. This one, uh, let's see, first question. What? This is from Lynn. Lynn? You don't hear that name very often. There's a guy. <laughs> Sorry, Lynn, before I get to your question. And I hope this isn't Lenny. Uh, there's a guy named Lenny, L-E-N-I. He was the singer for a band called Confusion uh, when I knew him. And I'm going to go into a story here, and it's a terrible, gro- if you don't want to hear this, it, I just realized I probably shouldn't tell this story because uh, it's really disgusting on a lot of levels, and it's really, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a horrible story. Wow. There's really no, there's no, there's a funny ending, but there's no, maybe if you consider this kind of humor funny. Anyways, uh, Lenny Thornsberry, I'll say his name. I don't care. What's he going to do? Um, and his guitar player, Jimmy Z, from this terrible band called Confusion. Um, I thought they were good at the time, but I didn't know any better. Looking back at like videos and stuff, which I actually still have, I'm like, oh my God, these guys are awful. Uh, <laughs> they, I, I, and here's the thing. I just came off of working with like really good big bands in Detroit. And I was like, well, you know, and I was really young. I was like in my 20s, early 20s. I'm talking like maybe even 1920. And uh, Lenny and and I, Jimmy, they had an extra bedroom, and I was like, "Well, hell, I'm you know staying with my grandma at the time, and I liked these guys at the time. They liked me. It was all cool." Somehow that soured, and I don't know why. I was getting them booked in like all the biggest clubs, like Harpo's in Detroit, which is still the biggest club in Detroit. Like all these, I, I got them everywhere, and I thought I did my part, and I don't know why they just kind of soured. I, we all soured on each other. I couldn't stand to be around them. They were just moody pricks, like just the worst like people to hang out with after a while. And the only time it was fun was when we were doing gigs, and I just ended up hating them. And I'll get to the mail in a second. Um, sorry, Lenny. Lynn. <clears throat> anyway, I, um, <laughs> I, I woke up one day, and I, I go to brush my teeth. And I noticed my mouthwash, which I'm still to this day a mouthwash guy. I just like mouthwash. Morning, noon, and night. I looked at my mouthwash, and it was a weird color. It looked like diluted. And I was like, well, that, does mouthwash go bad? And I'm like, well, okay. And so I poured it down the drain. Threw away the bottle, and I go back into my room. And in my sock drawer, my top drawer, Lenny and, and Jimmy, they drew a picture of, and it's actually really funny now that I think about it. Like, as a prank, I think it's, it, it's great. Like, good job, guys. But they didn't get me because I didn't use it. But I, they drew a picture of like these stick figures peeing in a bottle of Listerine with like, I don't remember what they wrote, like, ha, 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 whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, so we got to this point now. And I'm just, you know, I'm this long-haired guy, like hair down to my ass and... I'm really connected with all the nightclubs and a lot of different bands. And I just, I was staying with these guys because I was living with my grandma at 19 and I just wanted to get out and have a little bit of fun, you know, and I thought this was it, but it wasn't. And it was right down the street from my grandma's house. So it didn't matter. I 
eventually just moved back in with her, which those were some of the best times of my life. Now that I look back into it, um, irresponsible times, but whatever, that's another story. I, um, took a couple days to kind of process it. And I, I think they did something else that was stupid. Like there's a couple arguments or something. And I'm just like, look guys, give me like two weeks and I'm out, you know, whatever I'm done. Like you guys obviously don't want me here. So I don't want to be here. And uh, I said, I'm not booking your band anymore either. And as a matter of fact, I called every single club in town and I told them not to book their band. So they couldn't get gigs anywhere that I had a connection with, which was all the major clubs. So, haha. But that wasn't where it stopped my vindictive nature. Um, every morning, Lenny, I would smell toast. And I was a kid at the time. I didn't really think, you know, I didn't really get toast. I didn't make toast. I'd, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I'd always smell the toast. And, I'd be, and I, even now, when I smell toast, I think of Lenny, like, sometimes. But I, I, you would smell the toast, and then he had this huge tub of I can't believe it's not butter. And I think he was addicted to a lot of things. He was a piece of shit. But I think he was really addicted to uh, this toast and this butter together because I would always hear him scraping the butter on, like, you know, not through the walls or anything, but if I was in the room, I'd hear him scraping butter on this toast. And he would make, like, three or four things of toast and just eat toast and butter every morning. Who knows? Maybe that was a diet. He was kind of fat. So I... um. This is just where it gets really bad. And I didn't like Jimmy Z either. I liked him a little more than Lenny because Lenny was just a piece of shit. But Jimmy was like this grumpy old asshole who was also an alcoholic. I think they were both alcoholics, just losers. And I, uh, but Jimmy had a really hot girlfriend named Danielle and she was a redhead. I mean, this girl, what she was doing with this guy, no clue, zero clue. But she was, I would love to look her up and see her today because I guarantee you she's still beautiful. What was her last name? I'll never, I'll never guess it. I don't want to put that in my head and be <laughs> mad at myself. Uh, but no, she was jaw-droppingly beautiful. I can still see her in my head, like just like pale skin, red hair, just perfect body, just, oh. So we were always kind of like secretly flirty because like when they were playing, she would be at the club and I would be at the club and they were on stage and we'd just sit there together and talk. And it was always really flirty. And he treated her like shit, total dog shit. I'm getting back to the butter in a second. Um, so they broke up like for the 47th time uh, just in the few months that I lived there. And she comes over to grab some stuff. Jimmy's at work. He worked at a, I think he was a dishwasher or something at a restaurant or cook down the street. And, uh, which is cool, you know, whatever. Uh, and Lenny, I, I fucking, who knows? He was probably in an alley b- blowing some guy for crack or something. I still don't like these guys. If you can tell, I, I remember how badly they treated me for like a couple of weeks. And I was just like, wow, dude. And you pissed in my freaking Listerine. So, could have been scope could have been scope i don't remember but you pissed in it and you didn't get me but you tried i um and i would tell you if i drank it i'd be like okay that's but i didn't i just it was weird it was just different color so anyways um she comes over nobody's there but me i literally this is like a movie like a porn i i I just got out of the shower and i I used to wear robes like i had a black robe that tied off i think i had like shorts on or something but you know, I, back then, man, I'm early 20, late teens, whatever I was, and I look good and hair down to my ass. And 
Um, she's walking in the door and she's looked pissed and goes, he's not here, is he? I went, no, nobody's here, just me. So she starts crying. I'm like doing the friend thing in, in my robe, like put my arm around her. Like, it's okay. He's a douchebag. I'm leaving too. Yeah. And she's like, Did he? it just led to, like one thing led to another. And I ended up having really good sex with Danielle. Really good. I mean, at that point I didn't, I probably didn't know what really good sex was. Uh, really good sex was you know, me lasting longer than five minutes. I just remember it was like an all day thing. And we were actually, she came early in the morning and we were nervous about him getting off of work and coming home. Cause he only worked like 15 minutes down the road. We just killed it. And it was a blast. Oh, we killed it twice. Okay. <laughs> it was just like building up for months. We we're just like, okay. And I actually thought like, okay, this is going to be, I'm stealing her. This is going to be my girl from now on. She ended up getting back with him because she's stupid. Um, until I did what I did. Anyways, I, um, this is where it gets really gross. Okay. When people have sex, the male sometimes releases a, a seminal fluid that ended up all over, you know, Daniel's stomach. Um, <laughs> This podcast took a like a turn, didn't it? I just remembered this, um, and I haven't even gotten to the mail yet. I have to get going here. I got like five minutes before I get to the hour mark, and I'm trying to keep this under an hour. So, anyways, I jizzed all over this chick, and I um, twice. <laughs> anyway, I got this wise idea because I remember they pissed in my freaking mouthwash. I'm like, okay, and then I started thinking of Lenny. Like, what could I do? To get him back. I already got Jimmy back. I just nailed his girlfriend, whatever, twice. So what can I do to get Lenny back? And I started instantly thinking, toast. <gasps> I can't believe it's not butter. So I grabbed the tub, and I told her what I was doing, and she started laughing her ass off. I said, they pissed in my mouthwash. So let me get some of this. I actually scooped it up with my hand. I'll remember it. Put it in the, I can't believe it's not butter, both times. Okay, stirred it up, made it look as if it was freshly whipped from the factory, put it back in the fridge. <laughs> oh, Danielle was hot. I hate that name because it's my ex-wife's name, but now this Danielle, oh, unbelievable. Man, where is she? There's no way I'd ever look her up. I'd probably look up Jimmy Z, find him, and find out they're married or something like that. Oh, my God, that would be the worst abusive, awful relationship to last 25 years. Anyway, so the next morning, <laughs> I think you know where this is going. I smell toast and I start horse laughing. I am dying inside. And I'm, I wanted to make sure. So I went out there and I actually, <laughs> I remember it was like, it was an apartment, you know, it was like a little three bedroom apartment. I peeked around the corner and he goes, what the fuck are you looking at? That, that's the relationship we had at this point. I went, oh, nothing, man. I just wanted to see how you're doing. And I walked back, went in my room. And sure enough, I kept the door open. I heard the spreading of the butter on the toast. Slice after slice. <laughs> so congratulations, asshole. Not only did you get banned from being at all the cool clubs from this point on, which I imagine that ban lasted because I gave them names, individual band member names. Not only did that happen, but, um, yeah, 
Hope you enjoyed your toast, you prick. And Lenny, uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy, I nailed your girlfriend twice. So um, here, here's the fun thing. When I did leave, I went to go live back with my grandma, which was I should have never moved out. I um, left them a little note. <laughs> and I told them all the wonderful things that I just did. I told Jimmy that um, I, I basically, I didn't draw pictures. I just wrote a note. So just before, I don't remember, I don't remember a word of it. But I, it was to the tune of, Jimmy, just so you know, I've been banging Danielle. And Lenny, I jizzed in your butter. Nice knowing you guys. Something like that. And that's the story. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. It mostly, it definitely, definitely was not butter. Lenny prick okay so anyways uh uh lynn <laughs> hopefully not lenny um oh this is a dumb question what's your favorite modern rap song <laughs> there is no favorite modern rap song modern rap music is the worst garbage bullshit manufactured push button talentless repulsive garbage ever to be put into a recording studio of any sort it's dog shit. The only reason you listen to it is because the record companies make you, they program you, the commercials, the TV shows, they all program you to listen to this vile bullshit. Have you, like, I'm a lyric guy and I'm a musical instrument talent guy. I do my best at both. There's no lyrics that, go listen to Da Baby, Meg Three Stallion, whatever the Freaking, I don't know. Listen to this. I don't want to get negative and go off on this, but I'm just going to answer your question by saying none, zero, garbage, bullshit. Okay, that's it. All I, all I ask for is soul in your music. Like whatever happened to Motown and uh, and like real R and B, not this bullshit they call R and B nowadays. But like you know, uh, freaking Teddy Pendergrass, Otis Redding, uh, Jackie Wilson. Uh, geez, man, uh, you'll never find Lou Rawls. I mean, whatever happened to music and musicians and talent, anybody can go into a studio, push some buttons, download some beats and mumble rap over it and say a bunch of stupid obscenities and bullshit. Anybody can do that. I can do it right now. It's garbage. And if you listen to it, you're stupid. Okay. Because you just don't know any better. You're stupid, but you don't know any better. Simple as that. Pick up a goddamn guitar, play a keyboard, play the mother freaking drums, learn how to sing, do something with talent because you have none. If that's your profession, mumble rapping, vile garbage ass. But now, oh, it's old man, Brandon. Huh? No, this is seriously, this is musician Brandon who has respect for people that hone their crafts. And not just some, I got to start, yeah, yeah, well, what, uh, yeah, uh, it's terrible. Don't ask me that question anymore. Any other rap-related questions, I'm, I just wanted to get that out of the way. It's the only reason I even answered that. So sorry, Lynn. Actually, now I hope you are Lenny. All right, Shelbs with a Z. What's it like to work with Steven Piercy? Awesome. He is, his brain is a thousand pounds of awesome in a, 100-pound bag. It's just coming out his ears, coming out his mouth, coming out his nose, coming out his eye sockets. 
He's got a million ideas. Things change on a dime, which uh, keeps me on my toes. Uh, it's an honor. Like I said many times, this is the guy I grew up idolizing. He's one of the reasons I ever sang in a band. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm honored to uh, be a part of this, like I said, telling his story. So working with him is great. And uh, working with his fiance Christy, uh, I, I work with her just as much, and she's amazing. So I uh, love, love those people. Zane wants to know what's my biggest fear. I don't, I don't go into my days with fear. I don't let fear tag along. I don't. Oh, they're putting a roof on across the street. That's what all this banging is. I'm like, what the hell is that? Oh, man, that means they're going to do the building right next to me next, aren't they? Well, can't you do that when I'm out of town, maybe? It's a dead of winter. Why are we putting up roofs in the winter? It's a nice day out, but damn, man. Bring the snow. Bring the snow. Anyway, uh, my word, I don't let fear, I don't carry fear with me. I, I, if, you, if you go into any situations like a cross-country van tour, a filming tour, uh, even, you know, just your kid, having a kid, it's just, if, if you let fear rule all of that, then you're not living your life. So I don't have any fears. Um, I fear everything that you do, put it that way. Uh, but I don't let it bother me. JD wants to know, uh, best city to film in. Here's the thing. I used to have, like, my favorite city to film in was Philadelphia. We had a good time there. Or San Antonio was great. I used to say that. But after filming in, like, all of these places three, four, five, six times, you can have the same itinerary, the same city, the same hotel, the same experiences, talking to the same people. And one time you have a great, memorable, amazing experience that you'll take with you to the grave. And the next time you go there and do the exact same thing, it's just boring or awful or just annoying or, you know, something bad happens. It's, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to answer. I know I'm being shady with all these questions and being, you know, a politician and circling around them. But it's true. I, you, I've been in Philadelphia three times. The first time I was there with uh, Garrett was one of the most fun times I've ever had. Uh, the second time was very not eventful. The last time was fun with Ring of Honor and the Bennett's. It was really a good time, actually. Uh, but, you know, it's the different experiences. And it could be the same city and the same situation, the same people. But, you know, it's just different experiences. You can go into uh, a place expecting something and it doesn't happen. You can go into another place not expecting anything and it's a time of your life. So I don't really know. I like Detroit because I'm there. It's <laughs> simple as that. I like filming in Colorado Springs because there's really no expense to it. Uh, I like everywhere. I like being anywhere. Like Vegas is cool for like two days, and then I got to get out of there. Same with New Orleans. Two days, I'm out. I had a great time in Florida a couple months ago uh, just filming everything, all the people there. So, I'm, you know, there's a million ways to answer that. Uh, Luke wants to know um, what embarrasses you the most that kind of goes with fear i don't get embarrassed um now i imagine if i was like on a live newscast and my pants fell off and i had shriveled dick at the time or something yeah that'd be a little embarrassing like at least let me work that baby up a little bit like yeah there it is come on come on baby get up there yeah but i uh i don't really get embarrassed uh, anymore i've intentionally embarrassed myself through doing TV shows and goofy stuff for so many years that, uh, what could possibly affect me seriously What what's going to affect me? Like, 
What could you possibly say to me to embarrass me? There's nothing. So what is, what is embarrassing? I guess, you know, being overweight. I, I'm tired of that. I'd like to go on the beach and look really good. I'd like to, you know, lay down with somebody and get ready to get busy without them going. Eh. And I know they do. I mean, we all do. So <sighs> we'll see here. Kate, is that cat or C-A-I-T, Kate. Short for Caitlin, which you probably don't want to go by ever since uh, Bruce changed teams. I, um, Kate, uh, what is the most frustrating part of your day, Kate? I mean, you know, I'm doing a super ultra megacon and I sent out 400 emails and I've gotten maybe 50 back. And I know we're six months out. People like to wait to the last minute. That's frustrating. Little stuff like communication. I'm big on communication. If I reach out to you and I say, Hey, let's do this. Or, Hey, I got a question for you. Look, you're not too busy. Okay. I'm too busy and I still make the damn time. So don't give me this. Oh, I'll get back to you next week. Shit. No, you get back to me. Now you show me that kind of respect because that's the respect I show you. If you do not return that respect, guess what? You don't get that respect from me. And then we cease to be It's simple as that. I like communication. I like respect. I like getting shit done. So you're on board or you're not. Simple as that. That's really the most frustrating thing. My kid frustrates me because he's going to be 15 this year and uh, he has a lot of growing up to do in the next three years before he kick his ass out. Um, he talked about going into the Air Force and I'm like, good, get in there. Just get that discipline if, if they even still discipline people. But what, it's got a notification that Vegas has a rat problem episode of uh, the Asai TV Life is debuting right now. So go to Asai TV and check that out. Uh, D, D Snyder, that'd be cool. Uh, five things you can't live without in uh, van life. Wow, that's actually a really good question. I wanted to do a Asai TV Life episode about that. Uh, I'm going to do that when I'm on the road, but five things I can't live without. I guess the van itself, that'd be one. I mean, live without, that's different than, you know, things I don't want to be without. So I'll just go with the latter. Um, I, I, I guess the van is a given, so I won't say that. Five things. Uh, I have a really comfortable bed in there. I mean, you could put a cot in there. You could sleep on the floor on blankets. Well, I've done that in the past, but my bed is amazing. I love it. Uh, it's five or six inches of gelled memory foam and, it's a little thin for me uh, as far as like wide width goes because I'm a wide guy, but it's uh, I'm losing all this weight, so hopefully that'll help out. It's a really comfortable bed, so there's that. Uh, my Jackeries, they kind of power everything when the van's not on, and they charge up when the van is on, so those would have to be on there. My fridge that I have in there, I have an Apicool fridge, uh, which is like a cooler fridge. Uh, that thing's been amazing. That's three. Uh, I got a little water pump that I put right into a five gallon jug that gives me running water, five gallons of running water. That's awesome. I don't want to be without that. And five, I'll have to say, I got this little travel stove where I just put like meals in there. I don't know how this is going to work with uh carnivore diet stuff. It's going to be a rough road next month. Uh, especially going to Vegas and then Los Angeles. That's going to, I'm probably going to have a couple cheat days. Uh, but I'll save them for then. I did this little travel stove. It's like a little lunchbox. It's black. I've talked about it before. Kind of wonderful. So I'd really rather not do without that, but I can name probably a hundred things in that van, the, 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 the stoves, uh, not the stove, but the, uh, the burner, uh, just 
man, there's so many things I can think of, all the lights and just fans and uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff in that van and uh, I don't want to be without any of it. And last, I think I'll end off on this one. Jams, who always sends in questions. Thank you, Jams, for listening. Um, Not who, but what do you miss the most? I miss, uh, I was actually, when I wrote down this question to, uh, to use, I, um, I was thinking, I, I really miss, I was watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. I talked about this in the last episode and I miss that. I miss the excitement of new albums, new movies, new, uh, TV shows, new seasons of TV shows. Uh, just like, I, I miss like the eighties and early nineties where it's like, this movie's coming out. Oh my God, when? And then you'd wait and wait and wait and wait and stand in line and go see it. And then you'd have to remember it, you know? Like, I can watch Ghostbusters Afterlife 15 times in a row if I want to. I just bought it. Uh, In my living room, I bought it, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. That's all amazing. I I love the instant gratification. We all do. But I miss, like, like, I'll go back to Wrath, and I've said this story a couple times. I remember when the, the Lay It Down video came out from their new album, Invasion of Your Privacy. I didn't even know bands came out with new albums at that point. I, I didn't know. I didn't really put that together. And they were kind of like the first band to go, oh, my God, they got a whole new album of stuff. I just, you know, I know every second of the last album because I listened to it a thousand times uh, today. Uh, <laughs> I just remember being in my living room in a house in Gibraltar, Michigan. I don't know what year, day, whatever it was, but I was just sitting there on the couch watching MTV. I miss MTV. Holy crap. Headbangers ball. And anyways, Lay It Down came on. And it's just like, what is this? What is this? And I just remember having chills all over my body. I was jumping up and down on my couch, just going crazy. And I miss that. I've not had that feeling in in decades, man. And it sucks because everyone knows everything already because of the internet. I miss the pre-internet days when we'd be excited about weird things, you know? Like, I want to get a CD player. I'm going to get a VCR. I want to get a DVD player. Oh my God, someday I'm going to save up and get one of those. You know, I miss that. I, I do. I just, I miss anticipation. Uh, we don't have a lot of that in our lives anymore. I miss the when people would bitch around, you know, the breakfast table to their family and maybe a couple close friends, and they didn't have the opportunity to just get online and just be a shithead to people. You know, it's so stupid. It's, you know, I, I, I get so many comments, you know, just even about me, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Just people being keyboard warriors. You would never say this stuff to my face. Some of the stuff I've seen, like on the Stephen Piercy videos that we put on YouTube, you would never say that to Stephen in person. You'd beg for his autograph. What are you? I don't understand. I don't understand the 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 need for that. I don't do that. I mean, you're you're and you never use your real name because you're a coward. I just don't get it, man. And we've talked about this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to end off on a negative note, but it's just, uh, I miss that pre-internet days. It just, it was so much better in, in some ways. Now it's way better in a lot of ways, but in some ways it was just so much better to just be in your own little circle and look at the world through whatever means we had to through movies and TV. And I, I, I missed the days before 24 seven news uh, agenda news. You know, I, I missed the days before Trump, believe it or not. I, I know that was only a few years ago, but I missed the days before nine 11. I, I, man, it's 
as you get older, and I don't know if this has been every generation, I imagine through World War II and even like Civil War and you know, all this stuff and, and all these, you know, conflicts and all this garbage that we've gone through. At my age, I've, I was born in the 70s, so I caught the tail end of Vietnam and all of that stuff. I lived through the 80s where Reagan was a, a, a god, but, you know, we didn't know how bad that administration was destroying the fabric of this country. You may not think it is if you're a rich white guy, but the rest of us, and uh, yeah, <laughs> now you know. And Bush made it just as bad, and then Clinton did a lot of stupid shit. You know, I miss the days of the innocence of being blissfully unaware. I I miss that. So that's a really good question. I appreciate that, Jams. And uh, for the rest of you, I've gone 15 minutes over my hour t- deadline that I wanted to do, and I think you'll forgive me. Up oh, almost 16 minutes. So uh, just be good to each other. Be respectful. Don't smoke out in front of entrances. Don't drive stupid, fast, and un- and dangerously. Uh, don't don't be an asshole. Don't thump your shitty bass music in residential areas. And just be a good person. That's all I got to ask of you, man. That's not a lot to ask. Just be respectful, man. Treat people the way you want to be treated. If you want to be treated like an asshole, then just jump into an active volcano because nobody loves you. <laughs> Anyways, till the next time we do one of these things. Thank you so much. I'm Brandon Bishop. This is the Brandon Bishop Podcast. And bye!